Back with part two with Coley and Kavanaugh talking about the WASDE report that came out this past Thursday. And boy, I tell you, well, a lot of numbers in there, a lot of stuff that was not a surprise, and then some other stuff that was a giant surprise. Shifting our emphasis to global numbers, and probably one of the number one things, David, that a lot of people were wondering was how is the invasion of Russia to Ukraine going to impact the crop there? Karen Braun kind of put it succinctly in a Twitter post that she made this week, David, and that was USDA predicts Ukraine's 2022-23 corn crop will plunge 54% on the year, with exports down 61%, wheat production seen down 35% from last year, and exports are set to fall 47%. This really makes a lot of sense out of the panic around the world, you know, in trying to source some of these commodities. For sure. You know, for the first time ever, Turkey bought wheat, Durham wheat from India. I mean, everybody's trying to source wheat at this point. But look, these numbers are available all over the world. Anybody who grows a crop, the USDA has them. And I was just absolutely stunned. Corn production at 42.13 million metric tons last year. This year, 19.5. That's a big drop. Corn exports from 23 down to 9. Whoa. Wheat production, 33.01. This year, 21.5. Again, look at the wheat exports, 19 even, and this year, not a 10. So who's going to make up this difference? These are quite big differences, especially the corn export numbers. Where are we going to find this stuff? Well, it's going to be the U.S. or maybe Brazil. We'll have to see what their corn crop eventually is. But these Ukraine numbers, you can hear all you want to hear and talk to who you want to, but these numbers really jump out at Well, and especially on the wheat, John, when India says yeah. that they're going to curtail exports out of India. Pakistan's having problems as well because uh, India is being affected by heat and drought. So is Pakistan. And I, I agree with David on that on that thing. When I look at those Ukraine numbers and what a sharp reduction production and exports are projected to be for the next year, man, do I ever get bullish. Where's all that production going to come from? It's going to have to come out of the United States or at least a, a good portion of it. Some of it's South America, obviously, but uh, I'm not sure we can do it. I mean, we're going to have to have everything go perfectly this coming summer. We have absolutely zero room for error. This is kind of stunning. And and yet, when we look at the world-ending stocks, it doesn't make any sense at all, does it, David? Because the USDA took 21-22 world corn stocks up 4 million from a month ago, and the 22-23, the new crop, they've got it 9 million tons above the average trade guess. Now, given what's going on in Ukraine, that makes no sense at all. You know, this is what's done me. We keep talking about how tight supplies are, and they're giving the world ending stocks this high. What are we saying? We're going to reduce demand for this stuff? I don't think so. There's an old saying, though, price rations demand. So maybe the USDA is giving us a hint that these prices have some ultimate higher potentials to go up, especially for corn, soybeans, and also for wheat. So I think this is a wake-up call in a way. I agree. I think that's a logical conclusion. I think it's telling you right then and there that if we're gonna if this is gonna happen then prices have to go higher to cut demand back there's some fuzzy math going on in this whole thing you know you look at ukraine that's one snapshot and obviously we factor in india and to john's point pakistan as well but yeah several analysts cut the brazilian safrina corn estimates lately but like we pointed out here weeks ago even cutting the brazilian crop for weather problems still likely it's going to be bigger than last year's ending numbers and even using considerable amount as feed for brazil's demand domestic beef industry. There should be plenty for exports, but uh, there's a lot of disparity in the numbers, David, between what analysts on the ground are seeing and what USDA is putting out. 
Yeah, this is unbelievable. Conab came out on Thursday, the same as we came out with our supply and demand numbers. And they've got the bean production in Brazil up. You know, everybody's talking about a very, very decent bean crop, but below 120 or around 120. They've raised their number from 122.4 to 123.8. My goodness, they're forecasting a bigger bean crop in Brazil. But the corn number is even more staggering. I've seen guesses as low as 105 for the corn crop down there. It's 116.2 is what they're forecasting, up from the last estimate of 113.1. But, you know, the thing that really surprises me, and remember, folks, listen to what they're not talking about. I saw a big update from the Coffee Growers Association down there, and they're forecasting, are you ready for this, a frost next week in all coffee-growing areas. Now, I did hear earlier about La Nina. There'll be an early frost this fall between July and August. But look, we're getting a frost forecast for all coffee-growing areas. But if you remember last year, a lot of Safrina corn also grows coffee. That means the Safrina corn also will be affected. But no one's saying a word. Listen to what they're not saying. Well, this is one that's probably going <laughs> to going to come out here in the next week or so. You're the first place I've heard it. John, let's talk about China, you know, because they're typically the big elephant in the room. They made that big sale earlier in the week, uh, overnight Wednesday to Thursday. But the deal is, is that uh, to the point that you had made earlier about the fact that China had executed on several different orders coming out, they are typically probably the biggest stockpiler of commodities on the planet, I got to believe. Uh, they are. They, uh, they believe in keeping a large reserve stocks so that they uh, don't get their food supply threatened. Makes common sense to me. I understand where they're coming from. They're scared to death of running out of food or having shortages, sky-high prices, and the people get very upset and angry. So they are very, very concerned about keeping their reserves built up. I think that's part of the reason they're going to continue to be an aggressive buyer of corn because they want to rebuild the corn reserves, which were depleted last year. I don't think they're back where they want them to be. And the same thing is true with soybeans. They recently have been selling soybean reserves. Well, they don't want to take those reserves too low. So therefore, if they've been selling those reserves, they're going to have to keep importing more soybeans to keep those reserves filled or, and to get even bigger. So I don't see any pullback in significance coming from China when it comes to commodity demand in the coming year. I think it's going to get bigger and better. I got to believe that that really factors into the demand numbers, the global demand numbers, as well as uh, the U.S. So what are we missing? What have we not covered with regard to the global numbers, uh, as surprising as they were? I think the big picture here is sustainability. The other side of the coin is the European growers right now, they're seeing weather problems with putting out corn in France. They've tried to get the conservation areas of Europe planted to other crops, but the weather's not been really cooperating that well. I see other issues, South America, of course, the big one, but no one's talking about South Africa at this point. I'm hearing issues there. And, you know, as you look around the world, you see all these little hotspots. I've never seen this occur before because as you look at individual years, you look at different countries having problems. It seems like every country that produces an agricultural commodity is having some type of trouble this year producing right. food for people. And I think that is the big warning here for everyone. Be very careful. Be very aware of food stocks. And I know people are complaining about food prices. Inflation's at a certain percent, but food prices are going up much more than that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing in the future. Food has been very cheap and plentiful. And it looks like if we're going to be trying to sustain ag and trying to sustain our food supply, somebody's going to have to finally pay for it. Well, John Cavanaugh, I would be disappointed if you didn't have a final word today, but I wouldn't be surprised because we covered a lot of ground, but you got anything for us? 
Well, yeah, we've covered a lot of ground, but I do have one little tidbit left, is that David pointed out that CONAB, the Brazilian equivalent of USDA, is actually increased uh, the production of safrina corn and the total corn crop in Brazil, as well as the soybean crop. However, Dr. Michael Cordonier, who is considered an expert on the conditions in South America, Brazil, and Argentina, this week he came out with his estimates and he did not increase the production. In fact, he kept it steady to lower. So he's in direct contrast with, with Conab. And I'm right now I'm putting my money on Dr. Cordonier. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Dr. Michael Cordonier probably knows more about South America than anybody else. Cody and Kavanaugh brought to you by the Allen County Farm Bureau. Like I said earlier, you know, you go to Washington, D.C. and talk to the members of the Farm Bureau and you realize we need to support their efforts. Incredible. You know, there's so many issues going on right now and they're fighting the battles for us in D.C. with Congress. Issues like taxes, waters of the U.S., broadband, and a new farm bill coming up. And boy, there's a lot in that farm bill that really needs the input of the Farm Bureau, who tells the story of farm families right at the grass roots level. So make sure your family can keep farming and keep farming in the family. Support your local Farm Bureau by simply becoming a member. All you got to do is go online to itpaystobeamember.org. Podcasts by Federated Media.